Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Commenter Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. Lovely, lovely ladies, gentlemen, non-binaries, the gays, girls, and the days. We would love to thank you for listening to our last episode and giving us a five-star review. Um, make sure you drink your water, wear your mask, and your sunscreen as we are going into fall season. Make sure you put lotion in your purse. Um, today, the girls went and saw Alienoid in person. And we just thought we'd do a fun rant on it. I'm the only one who hasn't seen it. I was going to watch it, but I was like, you know, no, let me listen to them explain the movie. Because um, if you've seen the trailer for Alienoid, you know that it's like a cross dynasties space sci-fi extravaganza. The summary for it says, during the Goryeo dynasty, Taoists try to make take a mysterious sword. In the present day, aliens appear on Earth. A time door soon appears between the late Goryeo dynasty period and the present day. Due to this chaotic situations, due to this chaotic situations occur. Now, I was interested in this movie because I loved, I liked the fact that it was going to be like sci-fi but a historical. And then I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, "But it's also futuristic?" Question mark. Um, it's starring Rujin Yol, Kim Teddy, Kim Woo Bin, Soji Sub, Yom Jung Ah. Like the casting, yo. <laughs> For this movie, it's the same to me. <laughs> it just goes on and on. Lee Honey is in it. What? Kim Dae Young? Yeah. What? Wait a second. John Hae Bin made a guest role? <laughs> yeah. The extra side characters were pretty big actors as well. That Kim Hae Sook. What? <laughs> um. Anywho, the director for this is the same director for The Thieves. That's a pretty famous, um, pretty famous Korean movie. He also did Assassination and Jong Ho Chi the Taoist. Um, so I'm just gonna sit back and listen to you guys talk about this movie because you said it was very confusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> More like convoluted. And yeah. unnecessarily it's like it's like you have like you know when you have two necklaces in the mm-hmm. same vicinity and somehow they get tangled together yes <laughs> it's like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah the movie was like we all said that we cannot say whether this movie was bad or good it was a film and that's right <laughs> leave it with because i would probably have to rewatch this two more times to really get a feel of the movie. What about so you? what happens in the movie? Like, where does it start out? <sighs> um, do, you want to, do you want me to start off? <laughs> yeah, I'll, we just try to fill in. Okay, from what I remember, we are, we're in, I don't know if we're in the Goryeo dynasty, but we are in some Korean dynasty area in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And we see a fight going on between, I think, like two like i don't know what's it called like mili- not military men like two people that would be in the army and mm-hmm. then was um this woman or an alien and they're fighting and then this the sky above them starts like i don't know like breaking apart and <laughs> a jeep jumps through a jeep <laughs> yeah. a jeep um jumps through and i think and then what happens out walks kimu bin's character is that what yeah. happened? Well, I think he was in the Android suit at yeah. first. The little like he's in this like if anybody's seen Avengers Age of Ultron, it literally looks like like an like he looks like Ultron or like Tony Stark and he's in this suit. We don't yeah. know it's him at first, but mm-hmm. he battles the alien. Um he manages manages to kill it and then he absorbs it into his suit, like in a prison thing. And then he like does this thing where the suit comes off his body and you see that as Kim Wubin. And then, like, mm-hmm. you see that he has this little robot companion, but then the robot companion transforms itself into another version of Kim Wubin, who's, like, in this 80s-style jacket, and he's very, like, goofy and suave. Yeah. Cyborg Kim Wubin is a lot serious, doesn't crack jokes, um, doesn't know how to interact with human beings. The, mm-hmm. His sidekick Kim Wubin is the more, like, 
um, funny, uh, more of the comedic relief in the film. So there's three key movements? There's two. There's two. Oh, there's two. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. then they hear a baby crying off to the side and they realize that the alien that they killed, it was inhabiting the body of a woman who had a young infant child. How to be like a month or two months old. Mm-hmm. And so they debate on what to do with the baby. Like, oh, we can't just leave it here. And so the robot, I mean, the the funny Kim movement is like, oh, like, why can't we just like take the baby with us to where we're going? And then the uh-huh. serious Kim movement is like, oh, no, we can't do that, blah, blah, blah. They end up leaving and they go to their little headquarters and we see the serious Kim Ubin put the alien that he just captured in some kind of prison and then we find, I think it, this is that moment. Well, no, it comes later. But then you hear a baby crying in the distance. Mm-hmm. And Kim Ubin is like, what is that noise? So he goes to his Jeep outside of this warehouse where his base is. And he mm-hmm. sees the baby in the backseat. And he's like, what the fuck is this baby doing here? Like, we couldn't take it. And then his sidekick, trans- which is transformed back into this little robot flying tiny thing is like oh you know i just brought it with me but you know if you don't want it we could just kill it or we can experiment on it and he was like what the robot (laughs) experiment on the baby yeah what (laughs) (laughs) he was like like, if we experiment on the because they're you learn they say something and you learn that kimubin's character was sent to earth in order to catch the um the those like the aliens that he was fighting and uh-huh. he's like, um, the little robot is like, if we if we d- um, do experiments on the baby, we can learn about human beings and how to better interact with them. And then he's like, on the the, the infant yeah. child, okay, yeah. no, okay. Right. And then he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, okay. He like gives in, and then we have a time jump, I believe. Yeah, there's like a time skip to where the child is like now ten years old, mm-hmm. eleven uh-huh. years old. And I don't remember clearly, but I believe before we have this time skip, it switches back to the past, right? Mm. And it shows a whole different set of people in that time period. Like, I don't the know Goryeo what dynasty. dynasty. Yeah, it shows dynasty. a whole different set of people that had nothing to do with the Goryeo dynasty that we saw in the first, oh. very first scene. If that's oh. the scene that you're talking about, we meet um, Ru, Ru, Ru Junyeol's character, mm-hmm. who... I don't, I mean, there's probably like a specific term for what the type of person he is, but he like, he's like surrounded by a group of people and basically kind of showing off this magic that he can do. A Taoist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a certain name they have for it. But, oh, I wish I could remember because they said it so many times. Um, And essentially like, there's a whole funny scene where like, he's like, uh-huh. I can't, I can't be hurt. I can't do, you know, like you can't hurt me. And this woman stabs him in the leg and he's like, oh shit. But um, but that's pretty much like you pretty much learn that he's kind of a scammer. Like, yes, he can do magic, but he uh-huh. can't do it as well as some of the other people. And then we go back to present day. Yeah. And that's when we see that the girl is now six years old. So this movie is constantly switching between present day mm-hmm. and the past with the other guy's character. Me, Mind you, they never they don't explain how these two different storylines are related to like towards the last 30 minutes of the movie yeah. like last 30 mm-hmm. to 45 minutes and this movie is like almost three hours right yeah 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 so we yeah it's like the- two hours or something two hours, yeah so it's constantly switching like this we switch to the present where we see the little girl at school she's like 10 or 11 now and uh-huh. her father her father figure kim wubin who's pretending to be her father figure he uh-huh. come. He's at the school. He gets called to the school. He goes to the principal office, and the principal is like, "Yeah, your daughter. Um, she told her teacher that you guys kidnapped her when she was a baby, and what? That, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. She was like, "Yeah, your daughter told the her teacher that like you're not her real father, and that you kidnapped her when she was a child." And Kim Ubin just has like the blankest face, and he's like, "What are you talking about? Like, that's literally my kid. Like, my wife died. This is my child." And so. She's like, okay, well, you know, I, I think 
that she's just pretending but let me show you the video of her doing that and so you see the video of the girl literally straight up telling the cops she like the teacher took her to the cops she's like yeah my father kidnapped me like he's not my real dad he just kidnapped me when i was a baby and he experimented on me that's why i remember all this she remembers it yeah she remembers everything that happened to her because they experimented on her and made her memory better so Kim Ubin is like, uh, yeah, this didn't happen. She just have a, he just has like a overactive imagination. Like this ooh, is just, ooh, this just didn't happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then she, um, so then like basically the, the principal believes him. And so he picks up his daughter and they're just in the car. And she was like, oh, like how to go with the principal. And he was just, he didn't say anything to her. Basically he's just ignoring uh-huh. her. And so she she kept talking to him, basically making light conversation. And then I don't remember what exactly happens, but some way the conversation ends up to her bringing up the fact that she knows about his like sidekick robot. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, I know the I know that you're you have like a little sidekick hologram because there were two of you. I remember seeing two of you. She's like, also by the way, I know that this car is not really a car. It's also your sidekick, and it's also a robot. And he just doesn't like respond to her. He just he ignores her the whole time, even though she's like <laughs> literally <laughs> telling what exactly what happened to her as a child. And so they get back to the warehouse that they live in, and she, being the nosy child that she is. Put a second phone inside of the car. This child is smart. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> put a I'm second like... phone inside the car. And uh-huh. she had another phone with a pair of headphones. And she called herself so she can listen to Kim Woo Bin and his sidekick talk about, like, you know, like a mission report, like a debrief. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, like, oh, like, oh, you know what? It would be helpful to mention this. This is like a huge part of the story. So basically the reason why they were fighting aliens and that he's on Earth is because whatever planet they're from, they mm-hmm. use human bodies to trap their alien prisoners inside mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they expand on that further. They just they just do it because they can. They, they do expand s- a little bit. Yeah, they said, like, basically what they said, and they explained this towards the end of the movie, but this is, like, important to know for the rest of the story because it'll be confusing. Okay. But, like, basically, on their planet, they don't kill their prisoners. And so they needed somewhere to store their dangerous criminals away from the planet. And so they figured out that they can store their criminals inside the human brain. Mm-hmm. And when they store that? them in the... <laughs> Yeah, I'm when sorry. they store them into the um, human brain, the alien forgets his memories and it doesn't realize that, like, it doesn't remember anything. So it just lives inside the human body without okay. dying until it dies. Like, One it dies second. when the human dies. One second. So does the alien then take over the human or is he just living in their brain? So it just, it's supposed it, yeah. to just live yeah. in their brain and just like die when the conscious, like, think, right? Like, not, no consciousness at all. It's just there. When, um, when that's the beginning of the movie sorry the beginning of the movie that's the alien they were fighting the alien had escaped from that woman's body and when they had killed it it was like more of us will escape and you find out that in total for as long as they have been doing this only six um only six aliens have escaped from human bodies and that's what um kim movement's character is he's a guard sent to earth to make sure that these aliens don't escape so there's just like could be possibly hundreds of humans just roaming around with alien entities oh, in their not, brains. Oh, more than hundreds. Oh, it is. Oh, it's, yeah, it's more than hundreds. Yeah. So, it's, like, then, so it's yeah. not. It's not like the alien's not physically in the brain. It's just like trapped no, it's physically in there. Like it's, it's like a trapped yeah, in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And like, okay, so let me. There's another scene that kind of explains <laughs> what happens. So you know how I said that she was listening to them give a debrief or, or whatever. Yes. So when they were talking, he's like, oh, yeah. He's talking to his, his sidekick, who's a robot. And he's like, yeah, you know, um, I heard there's going to be another transport um, soon. And he's like, oh, transport for how many? He's like 117 people. And they're like, uh-huh. 117 people? Where are we going to have that many humans in one place at one time? And they're like, oh, they'll let us know where it's at. And so the girl, she listens to that. And she's like trying to figure out. Because she doesn't know about the alien part. She just knows that something's not right. Right. And so at night, she goes to the car the side which is the sidekick and she's like hey i heard about you guys and by the way i remember that your name is thunder 
that's what she named it when she was a child she named the sidekick uh-huh. thunder and he's like at first the sidekick tries to ignore her but then he comes out and he's like why did you name me that like i don't understand that name like why did you name me thunder i guess he was kind of upset about it at first but then she's like uh-huh. oh i just like that name he's like okay well i like it since, since you like it i like it like if you like it i love it type thing right. and like, <laughs> yeah. so then she starts asking him a bunch of questions about their world and he basically just explains that they're aliens without talking about the the prisoner thing the prisoner part and so she brings up she they're just talking and he casually and she's she's so freaking sneaky bro they're just talking she's like yeah oh that's so nice and while he's explaining she's like yeah so what's what is that transport that's coming um that you mentioned that had 170 people and he's like yeah you know that's the prisoner transport we're gonna need a bunch of bodies to put the aliens in and then he realizes that he just told her the information so he's like he sends like a sos to kim Ubin, but he doesn't explain why and he uh-huh. tells her, like, you need to go to sleep. Your dad is coming. And so Kim Ubin comes on. He's like, oh, like, why are you send the SOS? He was like, oh, I just got the news that the prisoner transport will be going to such and such hospital. So it cuts to the scene of her riding her bike to the hospital on the day the transport is supposed to come, right? Mm-hmm. And she gets there and she bumps into this cop. They show him for an extended period of time. So you know he's going to show up in the story later. And so... She's just filming everything because she wants to get evidence of whatever's going on. She doesn't know what's going to happen. So then we see Kim Woobin arrive at the hospital and he puts mm-hmm. this rock on the ground. I don't know what it is. He just puts something on the ground and it starts like, what? Well, actually, no, I don't think he put a rock on the ground. What happens is you see the people all turn in the hospital. They all turn and look out the window. And they're Can like, I say something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. This scene of these people turning to the window and looking up at the sky, um, Tori, is like the mm-hmm. scene of Nope with the alien in the sky. Literally, it's okay. like, oh, because the spaceship is covered in a cloudy thing. So it's oh. like, yeah. So it's like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's reminding me of Nope. I don't, yeah. and they all looked up at it. Yeah, they're all looking at the sky and everybody's like, oh, what a pretty cloud. And they're all staring at it, right? And as they're staring at it, the spaceship, like, it opens up. It's still behind the clouds, so they can't see that it's a spaceship. And it drops this rock, which phases through, like, the roof of the hospital and lands, like, on the second floor. Mm-hmm. Then the rock mm-hmm. very creepily just starts, like, expanding. It's really disturbing. Like, I, like honestly, it was very disturbing. <laughs> like, the rock just started like expanding and, yeah. like, it kept getting bigger and bigger. And then this doctor was walking towards it and she was just stares at it. Like she, she, did, she was confused because she didn't know what was going on. And then it gets bigger until it forms this like weird shape. Mm-hmm. And then tentacles come out of it and it just stabs Ew. the doctor. Yeah. Right? Ew. <laughs> yeah. It stabs her like in the neck or something like that or in the mouth. It, it was weird. It was really weird. It's and like so, plugging into her. Yeah. Like plugging into her. And so another person sees this and they start running but then the 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 thing grows more like plugs and it just starts stabbing every single person in the hospital right just like random they, people just they it, it's gold so basically what happened is there was exactly 117 people in the hospital that day so or supposed to be uh-huh. so it stabbed all 117 people except for a little girl because she managed to like hide and get away in time and also mm-hmm. she was like an extra person that wasn't supposed to be in a there in the first place and so right. the thing plugs into all these people and then we see that it transports the aliens inside their body and so basically the aliens are in this like liquid form and they go in the body then the liquid like covers like all the organs in the brain and it just like meshes inside so it's just like covering everything and then they all then the the tentacles all come out of the people goes back into the rock the rock is small then they all wake up and like act like nothing just happened like they all weren't like running for their lives and they go on about their day then kim Bin comes and grabs the rock and he's like okay transport is complete and then he sees that his daughter is there and she runs and screams that that's yeah supposed to pick up after that part <laughs> for like 10 minutes um i guess we can go back to the goryeo dynasty so, I think that's what happens too. It, go, it switches yeah. back again. So yeah. uh, Ryu Jun Yo's character kind of just goes around and like um, 
collects people from the wanted like posters and stuff like that or like things that are like up for like hey if you find this we'll give you money kind of things hold on real quick yeah. okay the name for tori you ever heard of like a dosa or something ah dosa okay yeah yeah that's what they were okay um, that's what um the character Marin is talking about mm-hmm. so he he sees this one poster that has a drawing of like a small dagger is the way I would describe it. And mm-hmm. there's like a lot of money up for it. So he's like, oh, I'm going to go find it. And he has these two sidekicks that, oh, there's probably a correct term from this, that he has a fan, like a magical fan that has mm-hmm. two cats and a sword, but he only has the ability to pull the two cats out of it that turn into human beings. So they kind of follow him around. Um, so he, from what I understand and correct me if I'm wrong, he finds out that this one man knows about this sword. So he goes to try to, um, he goes to find him. And if I can, let me get this actor's name real quick. Where is he? Where is he? BTW Dosa is like a guru. It also says like an extravagant like monk or something like that. So that's probably... Yeah, yeah. and it's like at. what you said earlier actually was correct. Like, because I'm, I'm looking at like Korean shamanism in like a Taoist. Like that's what, like what you just said. It was like a Taoist. Yeah. But they do, like, magic and, like, all this yeah, other yeah, stuff. Yeah. But essentially, he goes to find um, this one man that he knows knows something about this small dagger. And that man is played by Yoo Jae-myung. Um, and from what I understand, Yoo Jae-myung... Jae-myung? Girl, when I tell you the cameos were crazy in this movie. <laughs> you, like, you mean, like, secret daddy? Yes. Jae-myung? So, this man was in there. And this man had maybe 10 minutes in this film. I want to know the budget. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yu Jae Myung? Okay. And so he like he goes up to him and Yu Jae Myung Yu Jae Myung basically says to him like like back away like you don't know what you're doing like um and kind of like paralyzes him with like a magic move and mm-hmm. goes up to they're they're in this like parlor if I could describe it as that. And mm-hmm. he goes up to this room and he meets and you guys my memory is like full, like a little I don't remember much here. He meets a man in a suit. There is a man in modern day suit in the Goryeo Dynasty era. We don't know why. Mm-hmm. We're not explained why. And essentially, uh-huh. the man kills Yu Jae Myung's character because he thought, well, we don't know why, but he just kills him. Okay. And then, God, my memory gets really <laughs> bad after here. Why? Do you guys remember why? Um, why? Why? What's his name? Ooh. Why Rujinio's Ruj- uh, character started running away from the army people? Um, like, wasn't he being chased around, or was he chasing somebody? He. Uh, oh, go ahead, Nia. Oh no, I think that after um, <clears throat> in the in like the sort of isn't it like a, a gambling house? Yeah, yeah, that's what. It yeah, was. after after he gets killed in the gambling house, he uh, Rujinio's character comes in and is like, "Who's?" I need to talk to whoever's in charge or this this one guy and he kind of challenges him but gets his ass beat for a minute yeah. and so he's like it's a comedic <laughs> moment but then uh-huh. the guy with the suit comes in and kills him for real for real and then it's like everyone clears out and then the the okay the guy that Rujin Yol had done the deal with to tell him where the item is what's that item that little small sword thing, thing yeah. yeah the small dagger he he was he comes into the gambling house and has taken it and he's like you got to get out of here uh chasing him yep and so it's like a big chase scene because he's actually chasing after the guy to get the dagger but then the suit guy's chasing after the both of them and the suit guy is super powerful like when i like he's ultra powerful and so rujan yells gets knocked out and like he's stuck in a wall for like six hours yeah um and then, so by the time that his two little uh, cat companions, they're like cats. Did we explain that they're cats? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, when they come, they're like, you've been here all day. And then they go behind the wall and see a spaceship that's crashed. And they're like, what is this? And then they see a girl near the spaceship. And then don't they cut after that? Back to present day. Okay, pause. Yeah, I, think so. I think I missed that. The cats talk? Yeah, so they're they humans. they're cast that transform into humans, and they came out of a, fl- oh, okay. a fan, like a oh oh okay okay okay, okay yeah, like well, the drawing like, on a fan, and then yes, they, like, yeah, came yes, out. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, exactly okay. that exactly. If I that. could name these their names, you would be like, 
the two actors. They're not the two people on the cover with the crazy hairdos, are they? Hold on, um, let me see. <laughs> no, 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 no. Two, oh, okay. Th- these two actors, where are they? It's played by Shin Jung Kyun and Lee Si Hoon. If you um those are the two. If cats. you look at the cover for Alienoid, like the poster, it's the two people on the fan. But you oh. can barely see their faces. Say the oh. actor's name again. Lee Shi- Oh, uh, Lee Shi Hoon and who? Uh, Shin Jung Kyun. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But after that, yeah, I think it cuts back to present day, but I can't remember what part of present day. Like, where did I don't you- remember either, and I don't think. I can't remember really. Like, where did you leave off? Six. Like um, where they right. see the spaceship yeah. and like they see it crash, and then the girl uh, is like behind, and he's like, "Who's that?" No, and no. Where, where did Corey leave off in present day? I left off after uh, they the girl saw everything go down inside the oh. hospital. So the girl runs away from oh, home, yeah, yeah. and she runs to her friend's house that is also ah, okay. Um, that is also the house of uh, Lee Hani. Lee Honey's character for in the beginning of the movie is hitting on mm-hmm. Kim Bin like for three seconds, whatever. It's like it's done and over. And so Kim Bin goes to her house and they're like, we got to get the girl back. And so the little robot friend transforms into like three different versions of Kim Bin. One that's like a nerd, one that's from the 80s, I don't know. That's that <laughs> awful uh-huh. tacky outfit. And then the other one that we've seen before. And the one that's like, the one of them is like, you don't know how to talk to women. I can talk to women. So he gets out and goes up to um, Lee Honey's house and basically flirts with her in a very, in a way that caused secondhand embarrassment for me. I couldn't watch the film <laughs> and takes the little girl home. And that's okay. as far as I remember. He takes her home and then basically he just explains to her like Everything. what they do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like he, yeah. he shows her that in their warehouse in his little office area, if you click a button, it op- the wall opens up. You can see a display case of where he puts all of his prisoners that they've collected, like the little rocks that the spaceship mm-hmm. leaves behind after it collects prisoners. And yeah, I think before they transport it back to present day, we missed the scene. Or maybe, I don't know, the way, I'm telling you, the way this movie kept cutting back and forth was, like, giving me a headache. It was so much going on. But basically, I don't remember the actor's name, the Dosa guy. He... Junior, yeah, Junior. Yeah, Junior, he, he, like, infiltrates a wedding. I don't, like... Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I completely forgot about that. Oh. Yeah, so there was... A, go ahead, Nia, if you want to explain this part. No, okay, I don't remember how it connects, though. Does it just cut back? I think I'm, it does. Hold on, I'm skipping through the movie real quick just to see. Okay, <laughs> I see the part where the hospital thing happened. Yeah, 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 hold on. This is, like... Okay, and so we're at the part... Oh, did y'all... Did you guys explain when they met the twin sorcerers? No, I've got... No, not I don't that. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so basically, oh, there was a lot going on. This, movie. Yes. <laughs> this, this is why, I like the movie, it's like it's not confusing per se. It's just too much happening in one movie. It is. Uh-huh. So basically, when Nia was talking about how they they went to this gambling house to find this divine sword, mm-hmm. and he got beat up by the master there. There are two right. other people who are there are also there, and they're like these twin sorcerers. I don't remember their name, and I'm pretty sure they're very famous actors. An actor. I'm looking actress. at pictures of them now. They are very famous actors. Okay, they're the yeah. ones with the weird hairstyles, right? And the like. Yes. The yes. So he runs into them basically because they're also looking for the same sword as well, uh-huh. and so they don't fight. They just like they're just we're just introduced to these characters basically, but then it kind of moves on from there from there to them. Like Nia said, they were searching for the guy in the suit. They meet the guy in the suit. He gets his ass whooped. Then we see the two sorcerers are on a journey to this temple place, and basically what was said is that like the grand master of this temple is this like a temple for like elite like. Is there a Korean version of ninjas? 
Um, they usually just say like warriors or something like that. Like, okay, so it's like warriors, but like stealth warriors. And there's okay. a temple for like a Buddhist temple where they reside and train. But the okay. thing is, apparently, the grandmaster of this temple, he like out of nowhere, like ten years before, suddenly like became very like weird, and like there have been reports of like a monster sighting. And mm-hmm. so they, the twin sorcerers go there to check it out and also to try to see if they can get like a lead on where the divine sword is because they, they think that the person will know. And so they go mm-hmm. see this guy and he is played by, did he even reveal his face at this point? I don't think so. I don't no. think they do. Mm-hmm. But he's also famous, is he not? Yes. So I've seen his face before. Who? <sighs> what is his name? <laughs> I don't know. He is the, he is He's the always evil. He's all that played the doctor um in oh what's that Korean God whoa the Korean movie <laughs> the Korean TV show that just blew up last year. Um last year? Yeah, everybody was watching it. The one with the with the red light, blue light. The oh squid game. Oh, squid game. Yeah. He played <laughs> the one with the red he plays the doctor that was cutting into the people in that in that movie that they took from that was playing the game and they're like, you can just like do the like you can take out the heart uh, like that uh, guy. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. I don't so, know his name, I know his face. I know you're talking about. Yeah, okay. He's always was a bad guy, but yeah. They <laughs> go visit him to see where the divine sword is, and then they talk uh-huh. for, with him for a bit, and they're like showing off all these like trinkets weapons i don't know they have like this giant they have this mirror where if you put your hand through the mirror it makes your fist bigger Mm -hmm. like this mirror maximizes things they're showing all these like magical objects basically Mm -hmm. and so to try to convince him to buy stuff but he like doesn't want to buy anything they're also trying to gather intel on him at the same time but he refuses to buy anything and they end up deciding to like team up because he realizes that they're also looking for the divine sword that he is looking for. So then it cuts to what's the actor's name again? The Dosa? Junior. Uh, Junior. Yes. It cuts to him again. This is when he infiltrates the wedding. Because mm-hmm. they hear that the sword is going to be a, a wedding gift at this wedding from the bride's family. So mm-hmm. he finds the groom and snatches off his mustache yeah i don't know how he does this uh-huh. i think he just shaves it off of him shaves, he shaves it off perfectly <laughs> so he, he just grabs it all in one go yeah and the bride and groom he stick it on his face <laughs> yeah yeah he just sticks it on his face and i don't think the bride and groom don't obviously don't know each other that well uh-huh. so the bride is just like oh my husband's here and so <laughs> he, he he participates in the wedding and everything goes well they get back to like the wedding chambers where they're supposed to like you know like drink tea and have sex or whatever and so Uh they're drinking and he's like flirting with the bride and the bride is like flirting back but she's also like hey have a drink have a drink have another drink like she's getting him drunk right Mm -hmm. so then he ends up getting like sloppy drunk to the Mm -hmm. point where he's like stumbling and like rolling around the floor and whatnot also before this he the the wife that he's marrying is Kim Terry. Kim Terry's character is introduced. Oh, he, they're okay. like sitting in the room, and he picks up something from the ground. This uh-huh. man picks up a Glock. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "What is this? Like, what is this thing?" And she's like, "Don't ask questions." And it's just like flirting with him. <laughs> yeah, but he does. He's drunk when this happens, so of course he doesn't question, look more into it. Question: Has Soji sub showed up yet? Yes, he is the cop she mentioned in the beginning that was at the oh, hospital. Okay. Uh, yeah, the one that they showed for an extended period of time. Okay. Um, yeah, and so he finally, when his with his drunken brain, remembers that he was there for a reason, not to flirt with pretty women, but to find this sword. Mm-hmm. And so he stumbles his way out of the wedding chambers, and then the woman takes off the veil. And like removes the blush dots that were on her face, and you uh-huh. kind of figure that oh she's not the actual bride either. <laughs> so they both infiltrated the wedding. Yeah. For the sword. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And okay. so he's looking for the sword in like the area where they store all the gifts, and at the same time she's looking for it too, but she goes the opposite direction. 
And while this is happening, the father of the bride or somebody in the bridal party finds the actual bride tied up mm-hmm. in like a pantry. Okay. And so they figure out that people have infiltrated the wedding. Yeah. So what happens? Do you want me to continue? continue (laughs) So, I mean, like, there's a big scene here. And I just want to cut it by saying there's a fight scene. The two two people that she just talked about, um, played by the big actors with the weird hairstyles. They come in trying to also find the the sword of destiny or whatever it's called. There's a whole the fight. Twin scene. sorcerers, yeah. yeah. There's a whole fight scene between sorcerers and Junio and Terry's character. Terry shoots somebody like three times or like two times, and then the scene ends with her uh, running. Let me see. Hold on. The scene ends with her being captured by the what did you call him? Um, Corey, the main guy that like the grandmaster yeah the grandmaster she's caught by the grandmaster at the very end um and then we jump back to present day like the whole scene is a lot to try to explain the mm-hmm. whole thing and when we jump back to present day that's what happened earlier when um somebody was explaining that the girl ran away from home that's where mm-hmm. that scene is okay. placed after all of this okay so oh, like they said okay. the, you know, <laughs> the girl ran away from home they found her at lihani's house um this thing is buffering, so I can't see what happens after this. <laughs> I'm trying to... Okay. And so they're still in the present day during this time. Um, the girl has come back home, but she's uh-huh. just kind of like out of it after learning about her father being like an alien. They also explained to her that they kidnapped her from the Goryeo period and that she's actually like 363 years years old. I forgot about that. I was, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. She yeah, they is. explained that to her. <laughs> they explained that she's from back then and that they took her when she was a child. So, yeah. And they, she's like, why did you take me? He's like, okay, because you would have died. You didn't have a mother or whatever. Because mm-hmm. we killed your mom. Because an alien was inside <laughs> of her. <laughs> That's the alien that they put there the alien yeah, that they put, yeah, there. put there and i think during this time too she when they tell her about this she's like did you ever ask humans if they wanted to yeah. be like yeah a jail cell prison cells <laughs> but i don't know what their excuse was i don't remember what mm-hmm. the their exact excuse was for doing this but they kind of just like oh this for like the greater good or whatever but after all this happens, it cuts to the scene of the cop. You said his name was Soji Sub? Yes. So it yes. cuts back to the cop and remember that he was in the hospital and he was one of the people who got uh, implanted with a prisoner alien. Mm-hmm. And so he's at work and he's just like working and there there there's this faction of aliens from their planet who are like rebels and their mm-hmm. goal is to break the prisoners free mm-hmm. of the human jail cells and so they find a way to get in contact with the alien that is inside of soji sub's body and they wake him up basically so now that he's awake he like fully possesses or he tries to possess soji sub's body Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so soji sub is like he's still kind of conscious as well at the same time as this alien is waking up so he's kind of getting freaked out by like all the noises around him he's like what the hell is happening to me and so like he's just like walking around and stuff mm-hmm. but then i think the alien at some point fully takes control of his body or does he like no i think what happens before that he the the spaceship that was contacting the alien in his body finally lands on earth mm-hmm. and like it's chasing him down because the alien that's inside soji sub is like the leader that yeah. got arrested his name is the controller yeah oh <laughs> yeah okay. and so this giant alien spaceship is like chasing him down he's like in his cop car trying his best to get away from it it mm-hmm. corners him in a parking garage and like destroys an entire building just to get to him. And at this time, Kim Woo Bin had learned of the rebels' plan to get the controller. So he's also trying to get and co- trying to find this cop to save him. 
mm-hmm. right? Basically, and stop this from happening. And so he's in his little uh, Tony Stark suit. <laughs> this thing's so confusing, bro. He's in his little Tony, <laughs> his Tony Stark suit, and he finds the cop. But while he finds the cop, he finds another alien who is also in some kind of robot suit and is like, is trying to get the controller inside of Soji's have to wake up, and they begin like this in a huge like epic Avengers style fight like that's like probably cost millions and millions of dollars <laughs> for them to animate this <laughs> and so they're okay. fighting they're fighting they're fighting um the enemy robot ends up he kind of beats the shit out of Kim Ubin <laughs> yeah like Kim Ubin's yeah, alive so. but he loses the battle and uh-huh. The controller ends up being able to be awakened. Yeah. And just, yeah, um, go ahead, Mary. The sword that I keep forgetting the name of that dagger thing. Um, if you stab a human that has an alien inside of it, it fully awakes the alien. And Which so you that's the sword. That divine dagger that they're looking yeah. for in the past, they have that in the present as well. Okay, wait a second. Now the movie makes no sense. <laughs> okay, <laughs> in order for it to make sense, I guess it would be better to explain what we found out in the end. Okay, <laughs> but that would like skip a whole bunch of shit that happened. But it doesn't really matter because we're like at forty minutes. Basically, what we find out is that the present that we're watching is actually the past. Yeah, like it it's, the, it's the, the past. Pr- yeah, it's like 2022. Okay, so basically what happened is they went back in time, right? They got this little girl and they brought her to the pre- the future, okay? Right. Or the present time, right? right? But then the aliens come, get the controller and wake him up. And so the they, they like attack the city. They bring this chemical... They bring these balls that are full yeah. of the oxygen that is on... The, the air that's on their planet. Uh-huh. Right? To make the Earth's atmosphere like the atmosphere that it is on their planet because the aliens cannot survive outside of the human body. Human bodies. Right, right, yeah. right, right. And so they bring these balls to Earth and they're able to open up one and it just changes the entire atmosphere of like a city block of Seoul. And so uh-huh. a bunch of aliens wake up, including the controller guy. And so they're fighting like good guy versus bad guy type thing. And then um, Kim Ubin decides that this is too dangerous for his daughter. So he's like, I'm going to send you away. But the daughter is like, no, I love you. You're my dad. Blah, blah, blah. I want to stay with you. And so even so he he kind of like, what does he do? He's, he's really mean to her basically to get her to go away. Right. And so he starts going away and he sends his sidekick with her to like to make sure he can like drive her out of the city somewhere. But then as the sidekick is driving her away, he starts relaying information about what's happening with Kim Woo-bin as he's fighting all these people and he's like, "Oh, like he's literally dying. Like he has like okay. a 5% chance of surviving this match." So then the girl is like, "Okay, we have to go back and save him." And so then the robot thinks about it for a bit and he's like, he does calculations and he's like, if we go back, his survival rate keeps increasing. Like now it's 25%, now it's 30%, now it's 50% chance that he will survive. So he turns around, goes back to the place where they're all fighting, brings the girl with him. They get the dagger thing that it like. So basically, if you stab somebody with a dagger, it wakes the alien up, but also it can transport them back and forth between present and future. Yeah. What? And then also, yeah. the dagger thing comes off of Kimu Bin's cyborg whatever suit. Like, it just, he can, like, attach it, like, morph it into him, and he can pull it out of him. Yeah. And so... So the dagger was originally a weapon that was used to kill yes. and control the aliens. Yeah, and to help them move back and forth throughout time. Okay. Yeah, they added they added time travel. (laughs) They added time travel to this already confusing ass story. Right. So they have this big battle. The girl gets this idea of like, what if we use this dagger? Because at first they're gonna send, they're just gonna send the girl back to her original timeline to save her. But the girl is like, okay, how about instead of just saving me, we use this dagger and we take everybody back to the past everybody that's in this fight currently so the controller 
and herself and then Kim Woo-bin and the sidekick and like the other two aliens that they're the suit guy who was there in the present that's why he has a suit on because he's from the present and they like how about we just all go back to the past and so the planet's successful and they're all transported back to the past so that's what we were saying the present mm-hmm. was actually the past and the past is the present time it's so confusing bro it's like i'm so still confusing. lost i don't know what you mean by that what so there's like basically I don't know how time travel works, but these two things are happening concurrently, but they went back. I, like, I don't oh, know wait, how to explain know it, bro. You need to know that the little girl is uh-huh. is the is Kim Terry in the past. So she goes to the past, grows older, and is now Kim Terry. So the rest yes. of the movie is in the past, but her older because she has spent so much time in the past now. So okay, let me let me let me let me rearrange this in my head. Okay. So the whole thing with Rujin Yell's character and Kim Terry's character looking for this weapon is the present. What has yes. happened yes. in the in the futuristic tense of what we look like? What is 2022? Is the past. So they were having this fight. She's like. We got to save everybody. So I'm going to transport all of us to the Goryeo times, a time before Rujinyol and what we're seeing in the, in that time with them finding the sword. And so do they basically lose the divine sword and not have to find it again? Yeah. 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 So basically they, so basically they went, they were in the 2022 uh-huh. and then they decided to go back to like 14. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that's what happened. And they decided to stay there and not go back to what would be their present. And so now the past is their present because they decided to stay there. It's not really that they didn't try to when all there was a huge battle when they went back to the past. And Uh essentially, if we're going based off what we see, Kimu Bin's character died. And as they're dying, the little the little robot alien is telling him, like, what is the percentage of them winning? And it kept uh-huh. going up. And Kim Ubin's character is like, how the hell is it going up? He literally ripped my arm off and you're on the ground. And his alien guy is like, your daughter. Like, she will be the one to save everybody. And yeah. so the whole thing in the past is that... So aliens... So when Soji Sub's character, basically his human body starts, like, uh-huh. getting really weak. And his, like, sidekicks are like, why don't you change bodies? He's like, well, if I change bodies, I will lose who I am. But when he goes to the past, um, when he goes to the past, his body is so weak that he needs to find another character that uh-huh. he jumps into um, Rujinyo's character's body. Rujinyo's character does not know that he has a controller in him and that all the evil aliens from the future are trying to find him. They don't know who he is. He doesn't even oh, know who he is. So does Kim Teddy know that that's her dad no. in there? Not her dad. Not, not, her, not dad, her dad. The controller. The controller. The evil guy. Oh, who, the controller. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the controller is no longer in Soji Sub. It's in Ruju. No. Yes. It's in yeah. Because Soji yes. Sub's yeah. body decays and passes away. It's yeah. in Ruju Yo. But it got into him. They when they went back to the past, right? They ran mm-hmm. into Ruju. Oh, I can't pronounce his name correctly. Junyo. They, yeah. Take it from. Yeah. They went to the time period where he was a child. Like he was like eight. Uh huh. And the girl was also ten. So they had the whole element of we met when we were kids and now I don't remember you type uh-huh. thing going on. And so... Weird. Okay. Yeah. He, they encountered <laughs> them and the Grand Master as well, right? Uh-huh. And they thought that the Jeep was like a flying... What do they call it? A flaming iron... Oh, girl. What's that know. word for <laughs> carriage? A flaming iron carriage. Uh-huh. That's what uh-huh. they called it. And so... <sighs> The girl is with them in her futuristic clothes, which they, which they didn't question at all for some reason. Mm-hmm. She's traveling with them, and um, he, the little boy, he just, like, becomes kind of friends with her. And she's depressed because of everything that just happened, of course. And she's also looking for her, um, looking for that sword because she knows that she needs it to get back to the future. And But she thinks that she dropped it in the water. Um, the ocean when the uh-huh. truck fell in there or the jeep fell in there and so the boy is like okay well i can go look for it for you i'm just trying to be sweet and so 
he goes in the water. He retrieves her book bag because that's the only thing he can find which has the Glock in it. That's how she has the Glock because it was in that book bag. Mm-hmm. And so he retrieves it for her and they move on from that area. And so one day when they're traveling together, he, they're like starting a fire or something and he they hear something in the woods, right? And she's like, oh, like, whoa, that's kind of scary. What is that? And he's like, oh, I'll go check it out. And she's like, no, don't go check it out. And he's like, no, no, I'm a, I'm a boy. Like, I'm a, I'm a tough guy. I can do it. <laughs> he takes his bow and arrow and he goes into the woods. And that's when he encounters Soji Sub yeah. with the controller still in him. And then the controller's oh, like, okay. oh, finally, a new host. And then it jumps into the little boy's body. And so that's why Marin was saying, like, in the present, like, that, that time that they're in, in the Goryeo times, that's the present for them. Yeah. Uh-huh. The controller's inside him, but he doesn't know that. Yeah. Okay. And, so and he, also the grandmaster guy we forgot to mention mention this he's been uh-huh. looking for the controller the whole time but he just yeah. didn't realize that it was inside of the dosa yeah okay and so yeah. the whole plan the whole plan was supposed to be that um they go back in time right to whatever time period they're in and then go back into the future before the alien hit the future uh, before the alien tried to get soji subs like alien out and then save the world that was the original plan before they lost the divine sword, which is the only way they can travel through time. And then, so that's what they're, they're trying to get the divine sword, get this ship and go back. Yeah. Long story short, there's this huge fight between them and the controller in the Goryeo period. Uh-huh. Um, Cause the controller wakes up out of Rujin Yola's body. Yeah, he doesn't wake right? up. No, not the controller. I'm sorry. Not the controller. It's the grandmaster. The- yeah, the the alien that's inside the Grandmaster, which is one of the controller's followers, okay. it wakes up, and the the other aliens, of course, are have been awake. The guy, the suit guy, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, there's a huge fight. They do they defeat them? I don't remember. They defeat I don't think the they did. Guy. They defeat one of the aliens, but the one that's inside the Grandmaster is still alive. And then what what else the way these aliens look? Look out of their human bodies. Um, it's kind of insane. They do look like aliens, but that was just not what I was expecting. Um, Whatever happened, I literally cannot. Okay, let me just because I have the I don't know why I have the link in front of me. I could literally just skip forward and look. <laughs> the way it ends is like <laughs> I thought they were going to resolve this whole storyline. No, there's a second watching. Coming out. Yeah, there's a second, <laughs> and I was really upset about that. I was like, this is too much. So basically they hold on oh my god these pop-ups please <laughs> okay so they defeat them like i said well they don't they defeat some of them not all of them right, right. and then the twin sorcerers i think they realize that inside of Drill's body mm-hmm. um is the controller mm-hmm. so it ends with them just staring at him like Oh wait, he has the 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 dangerous one inside of him. The movie just ends. Mm-hmm. That's it. That see, listen. When you were talking about the plot, I was sitting here thinking, "Oh, the sword is in the past, so they're going to bring the sword to the future, and then we're going to defeat the aliens." But that's no. not where that went. <laughs> it went no. the other way. It went the complete other way. How did they even lose the sword? That just. <laughs> Yeah, I think it just like it just fell in the water when yeah, they lost, transported yeah. back to the Goryeo uh-huh. times, and like they just couldn't retrieve it; they couldn't find it. Yeah, and it just—I guess it washed up on it washed up somewhere because they were like in a river, and like uh-huh. somebody else found it, and that was, so that's how it ended up on like you know those old time you wanted lists. Like, can somebody please find this i this magic item or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a lot. So it much. sounds like a lot. It sounds like to me, it sounds like the time if it feels like it's two different movies. That's what I was saying at first. <laughs> That's what I was I was thinking because the way it kept jumping, I was like, okay, so like are we watching like two movies in one? Like what's happening uh-huh. here? Like is this like some kind of ancestor plot? Like, oh, this is what happened in the past and this is what's happening now. When they combined the two, that's when they really lost me. I was just like, What what the hell is happening here? Yeah, and no, then, it sounds Okay, keep going. No, go ahead. No, I was just like, it sounds like two different movies. It also sounds like the time stuff. It sounds like they put the time stuff to be like, ooh, look at that. But it just sounds confusing. Like, it oh does, like the time doesn't add to the element of 
understanding, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like when you watch it, you you understand what's happening after a certain point, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, them combining it, even though you don't under you, even though you do understand what's happening, I still don't think them combining these two plot lines was a good idea. Mm -hmm. If they were two separate movies on their own, it would be interesting. Like, oh, like we have these people in the Goryeo period who are dealing with aliens and some futuristic technology. But when you have like these two separate stories with equal amounts of screen time in the story yeah. it's like this really could have just been two different movies but that's then- what, and that's what i was thinking when i was listening to the plot i was just like why didn't they just make two different movies and have it be a continuation if you really want to talk about that because also it sounds like when you watch a movie like this you can't get attached to any character like easily yeah really, and they're trying to set up a romance too between kim terry and the dose they're doing too much (laughs) yeah that's why i was mentioning they did that whole thing of i met you when i was a child and i don't remember you now yeah (laughs) they did and then the thing is like like even though i mean there's so much like the back and forth i feel like was unnecessary i feel like they could have just done part one is the past part two is the right. present yeah. that's what i was thinking nia like from a writing standpoint it feels like that's how they wrote it and then they said how do we combine this <laughs> to be yeah. honest it sounds like they wrote the historical movie and then wrote the futuristic part and then we're just like okay cut here cut it doesn't seem like it's a it's linear thinking even though it's supposed to be happening at the same time and i really do think the addition of time travel was really what fucked everybody up. That's what I was trying to say earlier. They So it's like the time, they're not even in like past and future. It's like these are time, these are happening at the same time. It's just two different timelines. If right. that makes sense. Yeah. And, in, and also listening to y'all, it sounds like a lot of subversion of genres because you were talking about magic. So how are you yeah. going to fantasy and sci-fi in the same movie that doesn't yes. correlate? <laughs> yes, because literally had like full out like fantasy like with like Korean mythology in there. Which is cool, which I would have probably watched an entire movie on, but my question is if there's fantasy and magic in the past, where is it in the future? Why is there yeah. only science in the future? Right, mm. Magic doesn't die like that. But And um, so that's very weird to to even add you know make it just a little confusing at the very end of the movie a little special clip is released of lee dahi's walk character no lee dahi not, not lee dahi lee oh lee honey character walking up to the alien spaceship that came from space with a gun in her hand like we thought her character was some side character. Why is she now going to Kimu Bin's house where the human alien spaceship was with a gun in her hand as if she's investigating? Like she we didn't know anything. We so like she's probably she might be an important character in the next storyline. This is yeah. what we call um you should have edited. You should have <laughs> edited. It's it really does sound like I, cause here's the thing that that upsets me about stories like this when they don't execute well. Where am I going to see this cast of people again in the second movie? Never. Never. <laughs> <laughs> right? Kim Will Bin, Kim Tae Ri, Jun Yo working together is groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. In this, and like it's not. <laughs> The thing is, Kim Woo-bin and Rujiol never, they never interact. Interact. <laughs> they Which, never met. It's like, it's, two, it's like they filmed two different movies, like literally. Soji Sub's character and Kim Woo-bin barely interact, except for the fight scene. Like, I feel like, like y'all are saying, it should have definitely been two different movies. They could have yeah. did like the first part in the past, and like maybe if they wanted to set up for the second part in the future, they would have shown little elements of like futuristic things being there. And, like, right. they could have literally had some of the future like, stuff that was already there. Like, still honestly, there. Kim Terry's interest with the Glock would have had me hooked. I would have been like, yeah. a Glock? <laughs> yeah. Like, they literally could have just kept the stuff that was, the futuristic stuff that was in the past, they could have kept it there and not really hinted at explaining it to the end of the movie. Like, at the end of the movie, right. that's when they should have showed a scene of, like, the, the future. The beginning scene. Come. Yeah, they should have right. showed something from the beginning. Like, except for... T- Kim will been showing up out of nowhere, right? Or like yeah, the alien suits. Yeah. Exactly. They should have showed that. And then you go to the next movie and it's in the future. And if they wanted to keep the little love line, I guess, they could have just made like 
the Dosa character a reincarnation. Like that would have made it make more sense. Yeah. Like literally. Yeah. You didn't have to like, oh, it just it's too much. It's way too much going on. It that's why we yeah. couldn't tell if it was good or not. It was just it's not like, good. It's not separately. No. <laughs> it's not. Separately they're good. <laughs> separately. This, this finished project is not good. That that is the the subjective <laughs> conclusion we're coming to. I I feel like the director, the director and screenwriter has done stuff like this before, but I think my biggest problem is mixing the fantasy and sci-fi. You can't have both of those genres exist in the same world, and one not, one not outdo the other in logic, because sci-fi is supposed to be like what is capability between machines, while music is just what humans cannot do, right? Yeah. And to combine, if you wanted to combine those two in the past, it kind of makes sense. But you can't have the future with no magic, like no mention of magic and sword and wizardry and none of that. It's inconsistent. <laughs> it's really inconsistent. And like, listen, to, like y'all are we've we've been doing this podcast for what almost two years now. Yeah, we're good at summarizing movies. The fact that y'all were struggling to summarize it says a lot about the movie <laughs> and not about y'all. If I'm watching a movie this long, this like th- a movie this long, like Avengers, the Avengers Endgame, okay. There's so much that I have absorbed to understand what is going on. Right. It, a, the movie starting off like this, this needs to be le- <laughs> released on a streaming platform so I can pause. I cannot right. sit down yeah. for two hours and 45 minutes and absorb all this information. Yeah, which once again, good, yeah, oh, it's not a good execution. Literally, when we walk out of the movie, we were like, "How are we going to explain this?" To, like, imagine trying to yeah. explain <laughs> this movie to someone. Like, we genuinely said that. Yeah, I walked. This out. is not a good movie to watch in one sitting. Yeah. Like, I feel like they needed to either separate them or do an intermission. Like, bring back intermissions because this they needed a break. Separated, it could have been. It would have been better as like a K drama. I don't know. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like this would have actually been a pretty good drama if they fleshed it out. <laughs> I was just thinking but, about that. This would have been, if they, if they did a drama, like a four, five, six episode drama where the first episode's in the future and the second episode's in the past. And you're like, you have time to absorb whatever world the director and the writer are trying to tell you. It seems like they wanted to do a big, it felt like, it feels like to me like, the reason that the only reason this is a movie because of the budget and the actors and the actors don't have probably have time or would have signed a contract for something so long mm-hmm. and also it sounds like they they don't have enough plot for it to be a drama because that means they'd actually have to do character building and it sounds like in this movie it's a lot more world building than character building right mm-hmm. like did y'all get attached to any of the characters by the end of this no. Uh, I would no. say not really. No, not <laughs> right. And that's I like what makes the, you the, the, Wu Ben is a dad. Like we just right. need and this just convinced me that I we need to see Wu Ben play a flower. Yeah, we got attached to the idea, the concept of certain mm-hmm. characters. Like, oh, like Nia was just saying, it would be really cute to see Wu Ben as like a in a father role in a movie. But were we attached to his actual character? No. When no. he was like passing away, I really did not care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just Which like, is not good, and it's and that's not good. And a lot of people would watch this movie and be like, "Oh, the acting suck." No, the directing the screw and didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Kimmel, Ben Rouge, and Yella Kim Terry are all awarded actors. They know how to act, but they can only do so much with what they've been given. <laughs> like that's disappointing. Because will I get to see Kim Terry and Kim Woo on my screen again? Probably not. And who would have thought that they were father and daughter? Like, <laughs> right? What do you rate this movie on a ten, ladies? <laughs> Probably like a six point five. Mm. I don't even know. It was just confusing. I'm just gonna say <laughs> that. Like, literally, I can't even rate this. It's just too much going. I can't like. I would literally give it like a three. It's just too much happening. If there were two That's separate valid. movies, yeah. If there was two separate movies, I would have probably at least given like a seven. Mm. The fact that they combined them together threw the entire movie off. Right, right. What about you, Nia? Honestly, I give it like a six. Like 
I completely forgotten 90% of this movie until we all just explained it just now. <laughs> and the best part was seeing Wubin being fun and then being a dad, which is all, I can't give that 10 points for that. So no. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Are you going to go watch the second one when it comes out? Probably uh, got to finish it out now. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're in too deep. We're committed. I'm got to see it through, my boy. Okay. Well, thank you, ladies, for the recap. We hope you guys followed along. At the very least, if you also watch Alienoid and you have a different opinion, please come talk to us on Twitter at commented or TikTok at commented podcast. Um, or you can come chat with us on Discord. We have some really fun stuff prepared for the rest of September as we get more into spooky season. Ooh, maybe we'll do like Korean horror movies that we loved. Um, maybe that'll be something fun to do for spooky season. Um, but until next time, I'm Tori. I'm Aaron. I'm Mia. And I'm Decoria. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.